Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello, my friends from all over the world. It is me, your host, Selena Myers, and I want to welcome you back to this, The Haunted Estate. Tonight, I have a fun episode for you. We are going to talk about the house that, what's his name? Zach Baggins bought, the one that is very haunted and has now been tore down. We are going to talk about other fun things. I have a pretty funny story of my own, which is one I didn't think was paranormal until I got into the living room. That, so much more, your stories, my stories, and everything in between tonight on The Haunted Estate. Call and tell us your story, toll free at one 260 or visit us at the Paranormal Podcast. So I have a very funny story for you guys. I was sitting in my bed right after I'd woken up on my cell phone and I was doing the usual, you know, hour social media crawl that many women do in the morning. Um, I'm sure men too. And I'm sitting up and I hear this giant sigh and like someone sat down on the couch in my living room. And I didn't think anything of it because I have a very large dog who sounds exactly like that when he does those activities. So I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I hear a shift, and I realize that he is on the bed, like on the floor, right beside the bed beside me. And I'm like, oh, no. So my first idea is I live in a very residential area where it's a very old community. And I'm not lying when I say, like, 98% of this, like, the next four streets in every direction is all people who are, like, 70 to 100 years old. And I've had it before where... You know, we have some wanderers in the neighborhood that tend to wander around and aren't quite sure in what they're doing. I've had a couple randos in my backyard, that kind of thing. They're, they're completely harmless, but my thought was that some man had wandered into my living room and was sitting on my couch. So I didn't at all, like, even tap into anything thinking paranormal. That was the last idea that I had. So the funny story is I, I called my husband and I was freaking out and I'm like, did you lock the back door? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I locked the back door. So I told him what happened. And he's like, you better go check. So I realized, like, I'm in my bedroom. I keep my clothes in another room because these are older houses. And the closets are very small. So I have my own office where I keep all my clothes. And my husband uses the closet in the bedroom for all his. And I don't have any clothes. So here I am sitting there naked. And I ask him, what do I use for a weapon? Like, what if this is like a crazy old man and I'm naked and I have no other option than to run out there naked? So I look around, I pick up a hairbrush. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get him with this hairbrush. I'm like, no, there's a swiffer. There was a swiffer sweeper at the end of the bed. 
So I have my boat in one hand, my swiffer sweeper in the other hand, and I inch my way out into the living room. And I look, and there's nobody there. So at first I'm kind of just like, I'm gonna check the whole entire house out. I run around the house and I make sure that no one's in the house. But the rise of paranormal activity that I've had in the last week has been a little more. Later on that day, I was about to leave the house and I could not find my shoes. Could not find my shoes, could not find my shoes. And I knew where I left them. I left them at the back door on the stair where I had taken them off the night before. So I'm running around the house and I finally come back into my office, which um, is where I am right now, obviously. And where were my shoes? They were sitting one on top of the other, directly underneath a plug where my straightener was plugged in. If anyone knows what hair straighteners are, they heat up harder than your stove. And you know where it was sitting? On a towel. So I kind of did some personal thinking about what was going on, sat, kind of tapped in, and I was able to figure out who it was. Um, a little personal, I'm going to keep that a little private. Um, but something else, I don't know if it was on the last podcast. I had quite the paranormal incident, which triggered all of this. Uh, a couple days ago, actually, I was just finished filming the last episode. And I heard something, and I wasn't sure what it was. So I turned on my webcam, and I spun around, and I realized that I have a owl kind of stand that has a whole bunch of bracelets on it. And it had moved. And I was sure it was moved because the bracelet on the top was swinging. So I pulled it back to the spot. And I kind of sat there and was like, hmm, like what's going on here? And I turned around, I looked at my webcam. And if you want to see the video where this bracelet holder thing makes its way across the top of the table, you can find that on the Facebook page, um, which is the Haunted Estate Podcast. I just want to share those with you. Um, I definitely do know who it was now. I was able to figure that out. But it's a fresh thing. I shared it with the family um, of the person. Um, it makes me sad when I don't get messages. But as I've said, I'm not a medium. That's not the way that I work. I have, in a few episodes, talked about how things do work for me and how I see things. But I was thankful for those experiences. Call and tell us your experiences toll-free at one 260 so I had a Facebook user, Megan Holmes, which is actually a real-life friend of mine, um, give me this topic today, which is, let's give me the title here, I bought a $35,000 demon house, possible porter to hell, and that's a ghost adventurer star. A lot of people bring up a lot of ghost adventure stuff to me. Truth is, I definitely have seen ghost adventures. It's not, <sighs> I don't know. I have a problem I don't have a problem. I'm just not big into watching ghost shows like that. And that's strictly because of two reasons. Um, first, I went and did a home reading at a house where they had been there. And they paid them to stay out of the house while they were working. And somehow they made everything that happened happen at that, like in that night. Everything that happened over the last 20 years. And then the second reason is because I had a friend who worked on a show. I'm not going to say what show. Um... But he just had a lot of things to say about it. And I understand a lot of it's like for quality. I know that everything has truth to it, definitely. Um, I need to look up to who this guy is because I actually haven't. And I'm kind of curious as to who he is. I know, I'm sure once I see the face, I'll know exactly who we're talking about. But um, this really, really interests me. Oh, another reason. I'm in <laughs> so much paranormal stuff that 
it, it's kind of my daily life. So if I can avoid watching <laughs> shows about it, that would, could be fun. I watch a lot of documentaries and stuff like that, but I'm not really for the, the shows. Because I like to... I, I know a lot of people, when they think that I'm going to come into my house, or paranormal teams that I'm working with, that they're going to expect things to happen and oh my god and, and whoa holy shit and all that stuff but that's um i've only worked in, with two teams that had crazy things like that um a lot of the time it's not as explosive and fun like that i i appreciate their shows amazing work goes into that and i love all of them but let's get to this article ghost adventures host zach baggins has taken on his most horrifying project yet he bought a house in indiana believed to be the site of one of the most terrifying demonic possessions ever a rumored portal to hell the house rose to fame in 2012 after a mother who lived there reported her 12 year old daughter and nine-year-old son had been possessed Shockingly, there are even documents from Child Protective Services that back up her claims. Among the many scary incidents, the mother says she witnessed her daughter levitating above her bed. She also said that she saw her walking on the ceiling, an account corroborated by several other witnesses. The mother did everything she could to de-demonize the house, including building an altar and hiring an exorcist. But nothing worked and she eventually moved. Zach tells us he caught wind of the horrifying tale and made an offer to purchase the home for $35,000. The owner was all too willing to sell. In the photo above is the actual house. It's hard to miss what looks like an apparition in the window. Zach says he's going to live there, document his experience. If it's true that this home is a portal to hell, then I want to go there. I want to see what happens balls of steel wow um i'm definitely gonna check this guy out i remember hearing the story about the kids um i remember hearing about this house definitely but this guy to actually take that on that's something i would never do never 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 do um so yeah he sounds really awesome i should um talk about him more and check him out there's a little picture underneath that says medical staff reported while the children were at their primary doctor's office the medical staff reported that they observed the child to be lifted and thrown at the wall with nobody touching him gary police department went to the home and had multiple that had multiple religious sh shrines and bibles throughout the home plenty of food and the home was clean Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I can imagine being a mother and having to actually see that going on and experience that. 
So I have another one here. This is Zach Bagans on the destruction of the Demon House. We've been following Zach Bagans' new film, The Demon House, which tells the tale of its in-depth investigation of the Ammons House for a while now. Last, Bagans told us the investigation was still ongoing. Now he's found a way to stop the activity, once and for all, by having the home destroyed. He and I both know that that's not how you do that. <laughs> it's usually not just the house that's holding it. Um, I destroyed the house because I didn't want anyone to have to live there again. Because I didn't want anyone to live there again. Bagans tells us exclusively, I saw too many things. There was something inside that house that affected everyone. The police, the clergy, the children, my production crew, everyone. What remains of this place? Zach wouldn't go into any more details, so we'll have to wait until the Demon House is unleashed for the full story. Look out for more on the Demon House and Baggins and other projects, including Sympathy Said the Shark, a new series for the Travel Channel coming soon. A little advertisement there. There's a couple pictures. Um, he probably didn't go into more because about the house and stuff, probably because he knows, as long with everybody else, that it... It can be the house, but a lot of the time, destroying the house doesn't have anything to do with it. It obviously didn't follow the people who were there, so it must have something to do with the land. Because things like houses, there's great conduits to hold it there, but nothing is a better conduit than earth and water and nature and powerfulness of all of that. So that is very interesting. A big shout-out. Thank you to Megan Holmes for sending in that wonderful topic for us to cover today on The Haunted Estate. So let's talk about a couple things. First, do you want to know how we're going to be out there and have a good time? It's going to be by being shared by you guys to all your friends and rating us and reviewing us on iTunes. Please, so many people listen and nobody does that. Um, doing that, sharing with your friends. Um, what else is there? I don't know. I'm going to give a little shout out. Let's talk about our top cities. Kelowna, Canada. Cincinnati, Ohio. Salem, Oregon. Winnipeg, Canada. I love reading the top cities. It's crazy. They're everywhere. Chicago, Illinois. Um, Oshawa, Canada. Like, oh my gosh, it's crazy to see these cities. Like, I'm scrolling down, like, there's 50 here of people that listen. And then in other cities, there's 279 more, which is amazing. And right now, our most played track of the week is Haunted Real Estate. It always seems to be the one that I just uploaded. And our top feed player is iTunes. Very nice. We're doing really, really well with our downloads. I'm really, really impressed. I'm so, so happy because it just keeps going up, up, up. I really want to get out there. I um, had a yard sale recently, and a girl came up. I had a banner up for the podcast, and she was like, oh, my God, I listened to that. I didn't know you lived in Canada, let alone my town. And I was like, yeah, it's awesome to be here. And she was so excited. So she now knows who I am. I forget your name. I'm really, really sorry. But if you hear me, I would like to say thank you to you for being a loyal listener. And, hey, share me with your friends, eh? We're in the same city. Help a sister out. Also, if you have a story that you would like to share, you can call me toll-free at 1-877-260-3428. That is to record your story. You have up to about 20 minutes to record. If you're like me and you hate your own voice, yes, I don't listen to my own podcast. 
people always tell me a little problems in them and I'm just like, oh, sorry, I'm not going to go through and try and find that because I cringe. Next, other than that, you can email me, which is Selena, C-E-L-I-N-A, at thehauntedestate.com. It is as easy as that. And you don't have to just email me your story. Email me how your day is. Email me topic ideas. Email me articles. You name it. If there's something that you want me to research, see how open I am? Just come on. I'm so friendly. I'm not haunted. You won't get ghosted through the computer. I hear that's possible. <laughs> Anyways, please check it out. Next, I have a really wonderful article called Six Boy Scouts Murdered by a Witch Still Haunt a Virginia Road. And don't forget, any articles that I read, any content that I find will be shared on theparanormalpodcast.com. Underneath blogs, you will see every episode title. Underneath that episode title will be the links where you can find this awesome information and miraculous pictures. If you ever go to Charlottesville, Virginia, there are a few things you should know. Number one, don't say anything bad about the University of Virginia. But they did expel Edgar Allan Poe for gambling, and then had the audacity to preserve his old room as a memorial to the poet. Secondly, Rio Road is pronounced Rio Road, even though in actuality it is Route 10. Years ago, sign markers changed Route 10 to a more simplified R10, thus creating the mispronounced confusion. And finally, don't walk the road to Dunlora Mansion alone at night. It's a ghost story you won't find in any books or corroborated by any newspaper, but everyone in town knows it, many swearing it's true. The Dunlora Mansion is one of the oldest homes in Charlottesville. It lies at the end of a long dirt road, deep in the woods. In 1900, the mansion was passed to a woman many people believed to be a witch. Back in the 1920s, the woods behind the home were the perfect place for camping. They were public land, but the witchy rumors about the mansion's new owners made many people leery of spending the night nearby. Those who did dare camp in the woods near the mansion were very careful not to cross onto the property. One summer, six Boy Scouts and their scout leader were camping in the woods near the mansion. It was the first outing for their leader, who was not at all familiar with the woods, with the woods or the witchcraft rumors. Unbeknownst to anybody in the party, the group had crossed onto the Delora mansion property. After dinner, the scouts and their leader retired to their tents for the evening. During the night, the scout leader was awoken by strange sounds coming from one of the tents. Thinking one of the scouts was just goofing off instead of sleeping, the scout leader went to reprimand him. After noticing that their tent flaps were open, the scout leader discovered that all the scouts were gone. Believing that they'd wandered off, the scout leader screamed their names, only to be answered by silence. Panicked, he walked through the woods until he saw a single light in the distance. Walking towards the light, he again screamed their names. But still, no reply. The scout leader emerged from the woods to find the source of light, a single candle burning in the window of the Dunlora mansion. The scout leader walked to the front porch and saw that the front door was open. He stepped in, shouted for his campers, but received no reply. 
Walking inside the mansion, he saw that it was covered in dust and cobwebs, as though it had been unlived in for many centuries. The furniture seemed old as the mansion itself. It was a perfectly preserved museum, with the, with the exception of the webs and dust. He called out for the scouts one last time, and still no answer. Deciding to continue his search in the woods, the scout leader turned to leave. It was then that he heard the door to the cellar creak open. At first, unsure whether or not to investigate, the scout leader was ready to leave until he heard a child's voice coming from below. He walked to the old wooden stairs of the cellar. The room was wide open, an empty space ending in a cinder block wall on all four sides. The scout leader shined his flashlight around the room, but he saw no one. He dropped the flashlight towards the ground. That's where he saw a boy scout hat lying on the dirt floor. A noise behind him made him suddenly turn. His flashlight stopped that on that the face of the old witch, standing in front of him inches from his face. She had a wicked smile, her sharp yellow teeth glistening before him. The scout leader let out a scream before running back up the stairs and out of the house. He ran on the dirt road away from the mansion. Wherever he looked, whenever he looked back, he could see the glowing eyes of the witch getting closer. He turned around to run. That's when he saw his six scouts. They stood in a row, dead eyes fixed on him. All six had their stomachs slit open, their guts pouring out of their bodies and spilling onto the dirt road. They made no attempt to move. They just stood there looking at their scout leader. Growing increasingly terrified and dizzy, the scout leader eventually passed out from fear. When the scouts had not returned home the next morning, the police went out looking for them. A police car came to stop on the dirt road. Lying in the path was the scout leader. When they went to check on him, they found that his mind had been broken. He uttered strange phrases about his disemboweled scouts and the witch, none of which the police could understand. They placed him in their car as they went out looking for the missing scouts. It didn't take long before they stumbled across the campsite. Looking in the tents, they saw that all the scouts had been disemboweled their bodies still resting on top of their sleeping bags. As they investigated further, they saw half-burned remains of their guts still smoldering in the fire. Next to the fire was a stick sticking out of a log. It was the scout leader's own bloody knife. The scout leader was immediately arrested for murdering six of the scouts. Finding him clearly insane, he was sentenced to spend the rest of his life in an asylum. As strange as this all was, it's still not as strange as what happened a month after the incident. Seven full-grown trees had suddenly appeared along the road leading up to the mansion. At the end of the new tree stood straight trees. There's one twisted and crooked tree. To this day, those seven trees stand along the side of the road where locals believe that souls of those seven scouts are still trapped in each of those trees. They also believe that that seventh tree holds the tortured and twisted mind of the scout leader who fell victim to the Delora mansion. Oh, what a good 
folklore ghost tale. I absolutely love those. If you know any of your local folklore, I would love to hear it. And you can send that to me at selena at thehauntedestate.com. I'm always there and I'm always waiting. I'm always excited. Call and tell us your ghost story toll free at one 260 Next up, we have a ghost story titled Two Knocks. In high school, my best friend's mom died in a tragic accident. He found out in the morning and was obviously sent home. When I found out what happened, I snuck out of the side door, went to my car in the senior parking lot, and drove paddled to the floor all the way to his house. Myself and some of our other close friends spent the rest of our day with him, trying to comfort him the best way we could. So as the day winds down, a few of us decide we're spending the night, so he doesn't have to be alone. It gets pretty late, and we're all getting ready for bed when we hear two knocks on the bedroom door. His stepdad and all the other adults that were staying had already gone to bed. When we opened the door, sure enough, no one was there. Here's the kicker. Every night before his mom went to bed, she'd knock on her door two times. The way of saying goodnight, I guess. To this day, we all swear it was just her telling him that she's okay and saying goodbye. Oh my God, that made me tear up. <laughs> These are stories about us saying farewell. Oh. Sometimes you hear stories and they just stick with you. And that's just one of those... You, that's one of those times that you're thankful for paranormal activity and you're, you're thankful for ghosts and this, and this thin line that we have between these worlds because if we didn't have that, how would she be able to let her family know that she was okay? Next, you're doing just fine and thank you. Not me, but a friend of mine had such an experience. Her brother died unexpectedly, leaving his family in a bit of a financial crisis. My friend had to take things over for a bit. While the widow got herself together and was able to handle, get a handle on her grief, the finances, and cope with the other kids. Sorry, I don't know why. Nobody ever talks to me unless I'm recording a podcast and then everybody wants to hang out. Um, okay, get herself together, get a handle on her grief and finances, and cope with the kids. One night after a visit with the family, my friend was laying in bed and was really worried and upset. Was she doing enough? Was everything going to be taken care of? A lot of worry and, of course, sadness. My friend had lost her brother, who she was very close to. As she lay there thinking and worrying, she felt someone sit down on the bed and gently pat her arm. It was a very reassuring pat, and she felt like it was her brother saying, you're doing just fine, and thank you. The next story is called, We Didn't Believe Her. After my grandpa died, my grandma said that she could feel someone getting into bed with her nearly every night, but we didn't believe her. One night, I was watching TV in the living room and trying to fall asleep when I heard footsteps in the hallway leading to my grandma's bedroom. I looked out into the hallway and couldn't see anyone, and this happened for probably a minute. Immediately after the footsteps stopped, the TV turned off. I stayed awake for another hour or so, but I didn't hear anything after that. The woman in the blue dress. My parents had just had their first child, my older sister, Kathy. They'd been living in Italy at the time. My dad was in the Air Force. 
and they had brought her back to the U.S. to introduce her to the grandparents, my dad's parents. So, the first night there, my mom was asleep in front of the bedroom, jet-lagged. My dad had gone out to hang out with his brothers, and in the middle of the night, this woman walks into my mom's room, waking her up. She sits on the bed and says, shh, it's okay. I just wanted to welcome you to the family. My mom was so scared, obviously, but this figure was some relative or something that came over. The woman walks over to the bassinet where my baby where my baby's sister was sleeping. Is this your daughter? My mom nodded. She's beautiful. It's lovely to meet you both. And then she leaves. My mom wakes up the next day. She's having breakfast with my grandmother when she brings it up. Who was the woman who came over last night? My grandmother had no idea what she was talking about. Mom told her the whole story. My grandmother asked what she looked like. My mom said she was tall, had long white hair, and was wearing a blue dress. My grandmother's face went as white as a sheet. She rummaged through some old pictures and pulled one out. Is this her? She asked my mom, who nodded in return. That's my mother. She's been dead for 20 years, and we buried her in a blue dress. Oh, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. I love stories like that. It makes me so happy. But that's all we have for this episode of The Haunted Estate. I know it's a day late. Um, as we all know, I live a life of just calamities. And, you know, things happen continuously that just throw things for a hurl. But I'm trying my best. So I love you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. And I will see you on the next episode of The Haunted Estate.
darling, it sounds like you did. Anyways, that concludes this episode of The Haunted Estate. I hope you tune in for all our stories because we love you and hope that you love us. And um, by us, I mean me. Um, I will see you all soon and I hope you are having a spooktacular weekend. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.